Thank you, and welcome again to Journeys in Grace. Hello, my name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and today we're going to continue in our series, The Bible, Words to Live By. This is section five, and our concentration today is going to be on healing. Again, we're going to talk about healing. There are many questions around healing today about whether healing, is it God-approved? Is it God-sanctioned? Is this something that uh, uh, religious people have... Christian people have gone off the deep end. Many people say that healing is not for the day. Healing is, uh, it, it died with the apostle. It died in the days of old. And they do not believe that healing is for the modern day Christian. We have doctors, and thank God for doctors. We have psychiatrists. We think, have all manner of um, uh, instruments and education and, all, and things of that nature that man has developed to help us out, help out humanity, and to ease the pain and suffering that we see in the world today. But I want to tell you, and back it up with scripture, that healing, divine healing, healing that comes straight from heaven to the heart and to the body and to the mind of the believer is available for us today. Healing is available. But like everything in the scripture and everything that God has provided by grace is whether we receive it or not. It's not that God doesn't want to heal us. It's not that God hadn't healed us already. Uh, scripture says in uh, the book of Peter, uh, 2.24, it says that by his stripes we were healed. In the book of Isaiah, it says in uh, chapter 53, it says that by his stri stripes we are healed. Because Isaiah saw it in the future. He saw Christ dying on the, on the cross. And that's what Isaiah 53, if you go back and read that for reference, you read, he talks about the suffering of Christ, how that he will be rejected, be despised by men. But one of the things it's described that he goes through is, it says that by the stripes that he took on his back when he was punished by uh, Pilate and the Roman soldiers, he took that for us. All of his suffering was taken for us. For what we deserved, he took. And what he deserved, we received, and we receive it by faith. So today, again, we're going to go into a, a brief study on healing and whether it is for us today. And we're going to concentrate on the book of Matthew and start out in Matthew, uh, the fourth chapter. We're going to start reading about in uh, around the 23rd verse. Again, Matthew 4, around the 23rd verse, and Again, one of the other things I'm going to talk about today is not only did Jesus heal, but in many instances, he healed everybody that would come forth and receive what he had to offer. And this is, these are some of the things that upset religion when they see someone moving in the flow of God. And what I mean in the flow of God, when you step out of what, uh, what the human mind or what the flesh can conceive or what the, uh, what the flesh uh, can believe that what God can do. But God moves outside of time. He moves outside of uh, what we, I'm not saying that he didn't move so that, that the eye can con conceive it because the manifestation, what God does for us is revealed. You know, when, 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 when God heals us, there is a manifestation of it where you can go to the doctor and, say, and, and he pronounced you and said, I don't know how this happened, but yet it did happen. Why and how? By the power and by the anointing and the gift of healing what God has given to the church if we will avail ourselves of it. <clears throat> so let's start now in Matthew, the fourth chapter. I'm going to start reading in the 23rd verse. And it reads, And Jesus went, ab went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel is a word, a Greek word meaning 
good news. Uh, I've heard the definition of being too good to be true, or nearly too good to be true news. News that you, when you hear it, and that's what, uh, uh, as the gospel, as the writer here in the book of Matthew, when he put this here, is that too good to be true news? Can this be? <clears throat> Excuse me. That's what he's talking about. That uh, uh, when he described what Jesus was doing, he said, it's, the, it's as though this news is so good. We see it. We see the manifestation of it. But if you try to conceive it with your mind, it's too good to be true. But yet it is true because it was manifested in what Jesus did. And he reads on. It says, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all. Now, that's a very important word we're going to concentrate on today is all. Meaning, when we say all, it means every. It's inclusive of all, every, everything, total, complete. When something is complete, that means it's finished. He did he healed everyone that came to him in his great meetings. It didn't matter the number. It didn't matter the uh, uh, type, whether it was uh, uh, a mental disease, whether it was blindness, whether it was a uh, 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 disease of the body, whether it cancer, or whether a person couldn't walk or couldn't talk or couldn't see. Every manner of sickness that was brought to Jesus, he healed them. And that's what's available to us. So let me read this with and talking. And Jesus went about Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the, preach- among the people. That's significant. He made, he made sure he said all manner of sickness, all manner of diseases among the people. And his fame went throughout all Samaria and they brought unto him all sick people. When they begin to see the power of God being manifested, and a manifestation is that not only did he pray for people, but it was clearly seen where the person couldn't walk, now we're up running and leaping. Where the blind couldn't see, now they can see. Where the uh, deaf couldn't hear, now they can hear. Now they, when the sick was brought to him, in, whether in sheets or on beds or whatever the matter may, may be, and, and sick for a time, there were witnesses who brought them. And when, they, when their eyes beheld, they could only say, what kind of man is this? And the 21st verse says, he was famed went throughout all Samaria. They brought all into him all sick people that were taken with, with diverse, meaning uh, diverse or many kinds of diseases and torments, and which were possessed with devils and those that were lunatic. And that's an old English word for having a mental malady, a mental sickness. Or mental, we know that uh, mental illness is rampant in our day, in our um, in our population or in the world today. But Jesus healed mental illness with His Word. He healed them, and those that had palsy and palsy was another uh, another way of saying paralysis. Where and in, in palsy meant several things. It doesn't just mean uh, paralysis, but it was a form of one of the uh, definitions of. Palsy is, it was a form of that person being unable to get up and walk, unable to move. They were bedridden. That's a better way of saying it. Uh, They were bedridden by the disease that had afflicted them. And it says, and he healed them. Everybody that came, he healed. And the 25th verse says, and there followed him great multitudes. Again, when they saw the power and the manifestation of what God was doing, the people came. And that's why I'm telling you today that Healing is for us today. Healing is for us today.
And to receive God's healing, to get and be healed, we have to receive what Christ has already done. Every blessing, every deliverance, everything that you could ever imagine, God has already provided it for us. And as a, just a quick note, read the book of Ephesians and just begin to see all the promises that God has already given to the church and to the believer and to you in particular. This is what God has done. He has provided for us a solution for every problem is found in the word of God. In the finish of the 25th verse, it says, And there follow him great multitudes of people from Galilee, from Decapolis, from Jerusalem, from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. People came by the multitudes when they began to hear about this great man, this prophet is what they call him. He, they didn't yet, many didn't yet receive him as being the Messiah. And many still don't, but yet it's still true. Okay, so let's go on now. And again, we're concentrating on scriptures today talking about how Jesus healed all and letting you know that it is for you. You can be healed today. You can be delivered today. You can be set free today. The only thing you have to do is to believe in the one whom God has sent. Next verse we're going to go to is Matthew 7. And again, letting, and just I want to concentrate now on what uh, Jesus began to tell the people about how to receive what he promised. See, it's one thing to have a promise. Or one thing to have a promise, uh, uh, we would call it a promissory note. That's what the Bible is. It's a promissory note to all of us. But you've got to receive it. And that little simple example I, const I constantly give is that if you had a million dollars in the bank and a relative or a uncle or aunt or a father or dad or whomever, they put that million dollars in the bank and said, this is, this is for John or this is for uh, Mary. And the only thing you need to do is go out and go to the bank and claim your money, provide identification about who you are, and then the money is yours. That's the same thing that we do in the spirit. That what we do as Christians, rather. When we, we go to God and we identify who we are. Father, I'm your child. You know your I know God knows you're his child, but you've got to know it. And you've got to lay claim to the promissory note of what God has already provided for us. Everything. Can you imagine everything that pertains unto life and godliness God has provided for us? It's written in the word. That's why it's called the testament. Or will. This is what the Bible is. It's a will to every believer that will receive it. You can have it. So in the book of uh, Matthew again, 7th chapter, going to read at the 7th verse. And we're going to talk about the promise that's, that we must possess by faith. Matthew 7 and 8, I'm going to read it, then we'll talk a little bit about it. It says, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone, again, associated with that word all, everyone means all. Everyone that asketh. Receive. He that seeks, finds. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. Or whom, or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will give him a stone? If he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? And then Jesus began to say, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, Give good things to them that ask him. 
Just think about that. He says, everyone in the 8th verse that asks, receive. The answer is there. Everyone that seeks, finds. Everyone that knocks, it shall be open. He didn't just say ask. He said, you receive what, I, what you ask. You receive what you, are, what you are seeking. You receive what you are looking for. Because you receive it and we agree by faith that, Lord, you promised this to me. So because you promised it, I receive by faith. I rejoice, although I don't see it, although the pain is still here, although the, uh, uh, the, the determination of the doctor is still being written. No, I'm not going to deny what the doctor or, or, or be in denial of what the doctor said. But I'm going to agree with what God said. Yet the doctor said, I have this disease and that and that and that. Okay, I hear you. So I'm not going to be in denial. Uh, or, or in, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, yes, this, this is what you said. But this is what God said. God said, I'm healed. He said, I'm delivered. He said, I'm set free. He said, I am the Lord God that healeth thee. This is what God has said. So yes, I'm, I'm waiting on the manifestation. But the work that God has done in healing has already been done. I praise him. I glorify him. I just, I still may be under the uh, instructions of the doctor, you know, and I do that by, 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 by following God, the doctor's direction in peace. Sometimes the doctor may suggest a, a, an operation to you. But if you pray to God beforehand, you will say, Doc, this is, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm I'm feeling in my in my in my in my heart in my in my spirit, and I believe that um, I don't want to go that direction. Can we try this? Why? Because you prayed about it, you meditated in the Word of God. You didn't go and look up every uh, uh, symptom and every uh, possible scenario of what the disease could cause and all of those things. But you go to God. That's what the believer does. We go to God first. We go to Him and say, Father, show me what to do. You said in your word you heal me. You said in your word that you're the Lord God that heals. You said in Matthew uh, 7 and 8 that if I ask, I receive. So now I trust you that you're going to tell me what to do. You're going to show me where to, where to go. You're going to lead me to the right doctor. You're going to lead me to the right uh, dentist. You're going to lead me to the right physician. You're going to, uh, uh, some, there may be sometimes when miraculous healing comes. And you don't have to go to the doctor. But whatever you do. You got to do it in peace. You got to have the peace of God in your mind as he leads you and guides you into all peace. That's what Jesus does. You know, many people, when, when, when they encounter someone who says, you know what, I'm, I believe in divine healing. All of a sudden, you're a lunatic. You're somebody who's out of your mind. Because so many Christians, you know, we, 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 all, we have went out the deep end. You know, and we name it and claim it and blab it, blab it and grab it. And we don't understand the precepts of God. That we have to grow in faith. We don't live in denial. You say, yes, I, this is what the diagnosis was. But this is what the scripture says. I believe it. I know, don't know what you may see my ailment or you may see. Uh, my brokenness, um, I might be in this uh, in the hospital today, but I'm coming out. I'm looking at, at the end from the beginning. Do a word scripture on what the, uh, the scripture says that God speaks of those things that are not as though they were. God called out in, in Genesis 1. He called out light from darkness. He called out land from water. He called out man from dirt. He called them out. He spoke, and then it was. Because God spoke by faith. 
and if the Father had to speak by faith, as he did in Genesis 1, who do you think we are? Who do we think we are that we don't have to live? For it's written throughout the Bible, the just, the justified man and woman. And what does it mean to be justified? It means that we are declared righteous by what we believe that God has said. Romans 3 says that Abraham was justified by faith. He was just, meaning justified, meaning that he was declared righteous. Not because Abraham was a perfect man, but because he believed that when God called him out in Romans 12, he called him out and said, Abraham, leave your father and mother. Leave the land of your father and go into a land that I'll show you. He said, I'll bless you. Make your name great. And I'll cause you to be a blessing. This is what God will does. This is what God will do, rather, to a person that will believe in what he says. Let's move on now to the uh, same book, Matthew, now the ninth chapter. Let me start reading around the 31st verse, Matthew 931. Uh, and again, we stay in the book of Matthew and we're concentrating now on the word all and how did Jesus heal all sick people, all brokenness, all diseases, all maladies, anything that the people brought to him, they got to see the mighty power of God. And now just to set this up, if you read the preceding verses to 31, Jesus healed uh, a blind man. And the people were amazed as Jesus spoke to them and they received their sight. So here in the 31st verse, now they uh, uh, there is another man brought. So we're going to read this here in Matthew 31. I'm sorry, in Matthew 31, uh, 931. And let's read here this condition again. Uh, as Jesus shows the great power of God. But when they were departed and spread abroad, spread abroad his fame through all the country. This is what the, uh, this is what, after Jesus opened the men's eyes, they begin to tell the people about the great power of God. 32nd verse says, and they went out and behold. In other words, suddenly somebody was bought. When somebody tells you behold, they say, look. And it says, Behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. And again, dumb is an old English word, meaning that he was he could not hear and he could not speak. He could not hear and he could not speak. See, that's what a baby, with a baby, that whenever uh, a baby is not speaking, the doctors, first thing they do, they check, they check their ears. Because when you hear sound, you repeat it. That's why it's so important for us to hear word. The word gets into our heart, and then we speak what we hear. That's why we have to be careful what we hear. If all of you are ingesting is what's in the word, what's on the uh, on the news, and what's on uh, 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 on the internet, and all the stuff you hear out in the neighborhood, and all you hear out in the uh, on Instagram, and all of the different things, all of the things in Twitter, we're inundated, we're flooded with information. But we are not, we've got to hear the word of God because what you hear is what you speak. And so here in Matthew 9, the, the reason they knew he was dumb was because he couldn't hear and he couldn't speak. Because you speak what you hear. If you can't, if you can't hear, you won't speak. And that's why they called him and said that he was dumb. 32nd verse again, and they went and behold, they beheld to him, they brought to him rather, a dumb man possessed with a devil. And Jesus was saying this wasn't a physical. When they say he was possessed with the devil, it means it wasn't a physical ailment. Meaning he had eardrums. 
He had a tongue so he could speak. But it was a spirit that was, den that was denying him his God-given right. And when the devil was quest, uh, and they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil, verse 32, verse 33, and when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitude marveled, saying, it was never so seen in Israel. But what did it, but now there was an, there was opposition. You would have think that when someone was healed, there would be no opposition. But religion will deny you your promise and your blessings in God. Your blessings in Christ. The 30 verse, 34th verse said, But the Pharisees said, He cast out devil to the prince of the devil. Automatically, religion says, You don't have a right. Why is this man? In other words, you would think that people would glorify God. Praise God. You haven't, there hadn't anybody been like Jesus. There was nobody like him. Because he healed multitudes. Not just onesies, twosies. He healed multitudes. And religion said, this is what the Pharisees represented. They represented a religion. Jesus didn't come to give us religion. He said, I come that you might have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. John 10th chapter. 35th verse. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Teaching in their synagogues. He was making declaration of what God. Because when he taught in the synagogue, he read out of the law. He was declaring the word of God and preaching the gospel, the, the nearly too good true, to be true news, the gospel of the kingdom. And what was he doing? Healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was, he was moved with compassion on them. Why? Because they fainted, didn't have nothing to eat. And were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then Jesus said to his disciples, 37, the harvest truly is plentiful. In other words, he says, there's so much work to be done. There are people, they are hungry. I say again, mental illness, mental, uh, uh, mental uh, issues that our young people, our older people, there's a, there's a, seem like there's a, every day you hear somebody killing themselves, you know, and many of them we don't hear. But there are drug overdoses, there, there, weapons are being used, people are crashing into whatever else. They're destroying themselves. Some people do it quickly with a massive overdose. Other people do it slowly with drug abuse. But yet, they are sick, sometimes in their minds, many times in their bodies. But Jesus came that we could be free, we could be healed, and we could be delivered. 37 verse said, then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. He said, I need some people like me. I need some duplicators. And that's what Jesus wants. Now, I don't know if he wants you to be healed. He wants you to go and testify to someone. Look, look what God did for me. Look what God, that's why I, I, I don't often say it, but I say to you, if this, minute, this uh, uh, teaching that I do uh, twice a week, if it means, if it, if it benefits you, <clears throat> excuse me, if, it, if it's helping you, tell somebody else. Take what you are hearing. And give it to someone, and not to promote me, but to promote the gospel. Because the gospel, the too, nearly too good to be true news, is when it comes to someone else. But what makes it even more effective, when you can say, I heard the word of God. I went and read it for myself. And look at me now. I'm healed. Whatever your sickness may be, I'm delivered. Whatever you need to be freed from, I'm blessed. No matter where you are financially. That's what the God promises to every believer 
if you'll just walk in it. And blessing is not just money. Just take it. God, he, he, can, he, he delivers marriages. He solidifies them. He, he establishes families when they come together in the love and in the word of God. He said in the 37th verse, he said to his disciples, the harvest tool is plentiful, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. In other words, I want to send disciples, people who will testify of who I am and what I've done. Okay, now the last we want to go to is same book, Matthew 12th chapter. Now we're going to read uh, Matthew 12 and verse 10. Matthew 12 and verse 10. Again, how Jesus healed them all. And behold, again, behold means look. There was a man which had his hand withered, meaning he had no use of his hand. Many of you, you've seen, I don't know if you've seen someone with a withered hand or not, but it's almost like a claw. They can't, your fingers can't be stretched out. The hand basically is useless. Uh, um, uh, They've lost the use of that person, of that, uh, of that, of that, uh, of that limb. And they ask him, saying, "Is it lawful to heal on the, on the Sabbath day that they may accuse him again?" Religion. Can you imagine being in the presence of the Son of the Living God, God manifested in flesh, and you are bickering or want an argument about whether it's right to bless a person or not? The eleventh verse said, and Jesus said to them. What man shall there be among you that has one sheep, and if it fall into the pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hand on it and lift it out? How much more then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore is it lawful to do well on the Sabbath day? Jesus begin to talk to them about why would you allow religion to limit freedom? What's due to this man? Then he spoke to him in the 13th verse, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth. And it was restored whole like the other. Then the Pharisees went out and held counsel against him how they might destroy him. But as you, again, as we begin to read, as we read these scriptures today, I'm just giving you examples how that Jesus healed in spite of religion, in spite of condition. It didn't matter about the number. Just because, you know, sometimes people feel like, oh, you know what, this person was so holy. You know, they're, they're such a Bible, they're such a sweet person. It doesn't matter with Jesus. Jesus did not do a, a, a religious check on anybody. And when they came with faith, he healed them. It didn't matter how much. Jesus even said, let me give you a measurement of how much faith it requires to get a miracle. Faith as a grain of mustard seed can move a mountain. If you will only believe. And the last verse of scripture you're going to go today is Psalms 103, 103rd Psalm, and verse number uh, 1. We're just going to read those first uh, 1 through 3 verses, then we'll end for the day. Psalms 103, verse number 1. And now we're going to just talk about the benefits of a believer and what God has said to those who will believe on his name. And believe on the, on the name of Jesus. I believe on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, everything we do, do. is what he told his disciples. He said, now you ask anything in my name. And, and it, it will be done. God will, it will, it's going to happen. Because we do it in the name of Jesus. We pray in his name. Because he is the uh, son of God. God manifested to us. 
all that God is, every attribute that you could see of God was manifested in his son, Jesus Christ. He showed it to us. He manifested. He was the perfect example. But yet he lived. He stripped himself of his Godhead, uh, Godhead ability and walked as a man. Jesus was, he came to the earth with the Holy Spirit, but he was baptized in the Holy Spirit just as we were. Uh, just what we should be, rather. And he walked. He got tired like we got tired. As we get tired. And he did the things that we do. The scripture says he was tempted on every point. No, there wasn't uh, a TV and all those things. But the, 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 the major temptations, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of, of life, those are the three major temptations that every man, woman, and, 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 and human being on this earth can and possibly will be tempted. Jesus took every temptation and he passed them. Psalms 1, 103 and 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There is a benefit. There are benefits, rather, of being a child of God. Which says, verse 3. Who forgiveth all thine diseases, who heals all... Who for, um, verse 3. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and who heals all thy diseases. What a great benefit of being a child of God. I pray this message today has been a benefit to you. And again, I say, if it is a blessing to you, tell someone else about this broadcast and give them a link to this, that it might be a blessing. And let the word get out of the great, holy, and merciful Savior that we have in Jesus Christ. And I end with a prayer, Father, we thank you that we speak this word and have spoken this word with clarity, that we've spoken it with authority, and that the power of God would move upon those who will believe by faith that you are a healer. You are a healer then, you are a healer now, and for as long as the world continues, you will be the healer. We thank you today, Lord Jesus. And we pray for any who desires to receive you as son today, receive you as uh, Lord and Savior. And they will open their heart and receive you, the sacrifice that you gave, and that which you provided for us. We thank you, God, for all things. In Jesus' name, amen.